Read, read, read. Hey, everybody. This is Brian Lopez, and welcome back to another episode of Spill the Page. It's day six of our week-long readathon. Well, I've decided to do something a little different, and I've hardly... I know a lot of my books that I've been reviewing are fiction, so I decided to do something that's nonfiction. I always wondered about that when I was uh, younger, fiction and nonfiction. You'd think fiction would be real and nonfiction would be not real. And yet it's the complete opposite. Well, today I decided to do something different and bring you a memoir. She portrayed one of the most iconic movie characters in cinema history, Carrie Fisher, whom you probably also known as Princess Leia, who also starred in one of the biggest box office franchises in movie history, which is still going strong even today. In this book, she talks about her life during when Star Wars was happening, how she be- got the role. She even talks about the, her bun, her cinnamon bun, you know, famous hairstyle. She even talks about her affair with Harrison Ford, which I didn't even know about myself, but she didn't reveal it too much later, which is why she wrote this memoir herself. She starts off in the beginning talking about 1976, and she goes on to name these things that happened in that specific year, which when she's talking about it, I said, I didn't know that much happened in, you know, 1976. I know my parents got married. Of course, they didn't have me till like a little much later on, of course. Let's see, what does she talk about in the first 1976? Okay, she went on to say Steve Wozniak, Steve Jobs created Apple in their garage, which I should probably read about because that was always an interesting story to me. Then she went to talk about Anne Rice writing her first um, vampire novel, Interview with a Vampire. Then she talked about, also in 1976, the first outbreak case of Ebola in Africa. Boy, what a time changes when you think about back then. She also go on to say... Uh, that the riots began in South Africa, which would eventually lead to the end of apartheid. You know, when she started naming all these historic events back at that year, it makes you think that, you know, I think from now until right now at this very moment, you know, history tends to repeat itself. And it's kind of like some important things went on, especially even now, especially this year. Well, she starts off saying parents, which were Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher. Of course, you know, they had a big old famous breakup. Eddie left Debbie for Elizabeth Taylor. So it's always, well, which is kind of similar to, what is it? Brad leaving Jennifer for Angelina. I guess that's at that time they were comparing it to, you know, the similar situation. So that's, that was more or less the lines very, like I said, there was the same similar situation because back then it happened. It was a big scandal. When this happened to Brad and Jennifer, that was really a big deal as well. She talked about her dad, Eddie Fisher, being on speed for 13 years. I didn't even know that, but she just, it's like she was just letting it all out in this, in this, her memoir, which I guess that's what you do, right? You just let it all out. Of course, she thought about her mom, you know, how she had to raise two kids on her own. She said she dropped out of high school to join her mom's um, Broadway-style show in Vegas. So she never really graduated high school, mind you. And then she went out, she also talked about how she got accepted into a drama school, you know, real famous drama school in London, and started acting classes. But she said she really wasn't sure she wanted to head into acting, I guess because of what she saw what her parents went through. But she gave it a try, and she really did enjoy it. Well, this is where she introduces her part where, what did they say? They called her for a screen test, I believe, or interview, I should say. So she flew back all the way to Hollywood to interview for these two roles. First one, 
was for Carrie, the 1976 version, which you know that went to Sissy Spacek, but she did interview for that one. And the other one, which is, of course, was Star Wars. Now, back then, they didn't know Star Wars was going to be a huge deal, so it was really a low budget for the first movie, mind you. Of course, as with anything, when a movie gets a big box office hit and makes a lot of money, of course they're going to give you a sequel and pour more money into it, right? That's usually the case. Look at the Avengers. Of course, the way she's explaining, she's like an open book, so she says anything and everything she says she was a very trusting person to everybody basically she she let her guard down is what she was trying to say but she said at the time when she was interviewing both of them she was scared she goes first of all she goes i was 19 she goes i was scared and nervous you know and really didn't know i was what she was doing i think i'd be the same way i was kind of shy in high school mostly throughout my grade school years i was shy of course now you wouldn't tell the difference because you wouldn't think of it now right but i was so i could see probably her being you know in these big top executive studios like this you know interviewing for you know parts in a movie let alone a movie that nobody knew like i said would have a uh, box office success like the star wars did but eventually it went to the part it got she got the part she flew back to london she dropped out of her drama school to go make this movie of course when she did she got scared because they didn't want to question her integrity meaning if okay well if you dropped out for drama school for this role what makes you think you won't drop basically saying well what makes you think you won't drop this movie for something else that's what she was scared of people her you know people thinking of her but that wasn't the case then she talks about the lady who did her hair every morning super early and make those famous cinnamon cinnamon bun roll you know cinnamon bun hair she said every morning she did the same thing like clockwork talking to this other um scottish lady that she met and she got to know her very well but she talked about the many conversations they had between each other i mean yeah if i'm there she says it took about two or three hours if i'm there that long with somebody of course i'm gonna strike up a conversation because it makes everything go fast right you just can't sit there still staring at the mirror and you know have somebody else doing something to your hair or like makeup or anything like that. You know, yeah, I would strike up a conversation because it makes the time go way faster. Of course, then she goes on to talk about her affair with Harrison Ford. Like I said, I didn't even know this, but she admitted it, like I said, later, which is why she wrote this memoir to, you know, let everybody know what happened. Of course, she always said Harrison was really not talkative, like real serious, but, you know, he didn't, he was real quiet, basically, but he was observing. Of course, she also said he wouldn't admit it to even to this day because, you know, he lives a very private life, so he doesn't like his, his private life to be very public out there in the eye. Unlike some other celebrities, which are literally like an open book if you look at Instagram and Twitter. They were together hanging out, talking, having dinner. The usual thing, they said it went on for three months. Of course, she was very smitten with him. Of course, he was married at the time, and he was older so he was in his mid-30s i guess that's what it made it more exciting for her is what it is she just felt the excitement she's young of course and i think we all do some things that when we're young we kind of look back and thinking god what was i thinking but she had no regrets about it she said later on of course after they broke up you know decide to to break up for that you know just just between each other she was going through a rough time, so she decided to write everything in journals. And it wasn't too much later on that she dug them up. She says, what is she saying, from cabinet or somewhere? And she forgot all about them, but she dug them up and started going through them and reading, you know, what happened back then. Of course, in this part, um, she reads part of her journals, which are read by Billy Lord, which is her daughter. Of course, like I said, when you write in a journal, you join, you spill everything what you're feeling. You spill basically what you're going at that time because that's what it's for. It's an outlet. Which I think is a healthy thing if you write stuff out that's bothering you. Just write it out. Or you can go see a shrink, whichever you feel is best, a therapist. Or you can talk with a good friend. But she cho- she couldn't really say anything at this time because it would be too public. And they wanted to keep it below the radar. Because if she had said anything, that would just blow up, 
you know, paparazzi, the whole media, everything back in the day. And they didn't really want that. So she wrote it in a journal. Then she says when time passes, she goes about 40 years. This book came out in 2016. So yeah, it would have been about 40 years. She goes, she didn't think she'd star. They didn't think she, she didn't think they would ask her to start another Star Wars movie until Star Wars The Force Awakens. And then she was excited about it because she got to reprise her role as well as Luke. But she was all up for it. But she says Hollywood, uh, she goes, especially for women, can be cruel. She goes, when a lot of women get, you know, aged, it's like Hollywood doesn't really have a bad eye toward them, which is, which I think is kind of sad because you get somebody like Carrie Fisher. I mean, her name has recognition, especially with her parents being who they were as well. You'd think they would, but she goes, no, it didn't happen. But she also said she's... Um, this is when your notoriety, your your fame starts to dwindle. Which is when you get older, if you don't keep yourself relevant. Like I said, she didn't expect to be in the business this long, but she was. I remember her in a movie, what was it? Drop Dead Fred from the early 90s. And then I remember her playing a part in Scream 3. She worked for a movie studio down in the... Where was she playing? She played a lady that worked in the archives. So yeah, I've seen her throughout the years playing different roles and that's what kept herself relevant she did write another book called wishful drinking i need to read that one as well i didn't get to uh, read that one yet of course there's a chapter called leia's lap dance now her role when she was in star wars in the first one her famous outfit that she wore she goes and nobody else thinks of me and she goes they think of her when she wore that outfit when she was with jabba the hut you know the, that bikini metal bikini thing she was in that one she says all the men think of just that scene she goes they didn't put me in the robes they didn't put me in my you know other gear that i wore during the movies it was that specific outfit that they said everybody remember her as and she goes which is sad before you know that people think about her that way you know as a sex object because she says she didn't think of herself that way but her wearing that outfit yeah I'm, <laughs> yeah it got a little attention to her that she she really wasn't expecting of course she talks about doing comic-con she says she would refuse to do comic-con the only reason why she calls it comic-con because basically she She's saying that's why she called this chapter Leia's lap dance because you're selling yourself for money and which she's right she goes they're paying for her signature or to have a picture with her they're they're paying money just for that but you know what's sad about pirates she mentioned she goes yeah she goes that signature that photograph you know whatever i sign whatever i take a picture she goes it'd be a lot worth more once you know i pass which is kind of ironic because the following month after the book was published she did pass i'm sure she wrote it you know, the beginning of the year or the year before. But, you know, that that's kind of sad how she mentioned that at that particular point. But she said her highlight was when they called her back to play him back for the Star Wars movies. She got really excited for that because she got to reprise her role and got to see a lot of her other uh, co-stars as well. So she got excited because, you know, she's like, hey, she basically wanted to say that she was Princess Leia in a way. She wasn't actually her character, but I think this is the thing when we, I think I get confused as well when an uh, actor plays a certain role and you can't really picture him in any other movie role after that because you, they've just branded themselves as like, this is one of the characters. I can't see you in anything else. Like um, Freddy Krueger. Now, Robert England starred in other movies and stuff, but his famous, iconic horror movie icon freddy krueger and i know he's done other movies he's done other horror sh movies as well but everybody remembers him for that role and if you see them out of you know out of that 
little genre there it's, it's kind of throws people off it's another example okay i used to watch buffy the vampire slayer back in, when it came out in the late 90s now she just got i mean she's kicking butt vampires monsters i mean you name it she was doing everything in that show right and i always wondered to myself why did you star because she was in screen too i remember her in screen she played one of the sorority girls on campus because that's when they were going to college but she gets the famous phone call of course she's running and everything i thought to myself well aren't you buffy couldn't you couldn't you just you know just do a flick of your wrist or something or just give him a good kick you know and just just get it over and done with for him but no she's playing the helpless victim and that's hard for me to picture you know being all helpless and defenseless because after you see him buffing doing what she did right another movie she was in i know what she did last summer again she was playing the helpless victim she goes oh no the killer's gonna get me well we know what happened to her right like i said just be buffy and start kicking butt and just you can take care of that guy in a minute you get the idea of the example i know i probably rambled on too much in that section but you you get the picture right she will always be known as Princess Leia because she made brought that character to life. She brought Leia to life. And she knows it on to up until the day to the very end. Which I think is kinda sad how how tragic her passing was at the end. And then her mom the following day passed away as well. It's like okay, she passed away one day and then her mom passed away the following day. And I come to read, you know, online what happened that once she passed, of course Debbie Reynolds couldn't take it. You know, she had they said she died from a was it something with the heart but yeah, i guess she she was heartbroken because her her daughter you know just passed and she couldn't take it i think that was the sad part about it but i get you know but she left one of the like i said she left behind one of the most iconic movie characters in cinema history you know by her playing princess leia and i'm sure centuries from now she'll always be known as that because that's how she cemented herself in movie history that's another thing about uh, movie celebrities once they pass they're always live forever in the movies and we get to see them over and over again even though they've been long gone for such a long time you know after all this talk about princess leia it makes me want to go do a star wars uh, movie marathon you know i really haven't actually watched them back to back to back of course a lot of people aren't happy with the prequels and i feel bad for jar jar binks because you know he gets a lot of um, scrutiny for being in the movies poor thing i know it probably sounds like i've told you most of the book but there are things in there that i really didn't mention as well so when you get a chance please pick up the prince's diarist by carrie fisher it's a really good read and i enjoyed it myself i think i'll pick up her other book wishful drinking because in the photo look she has her head down and has those cinnamon bow runs it's princess leah i think i'm gonna do another memoir these were this one's kind of fun, I think. What do y'all think? Have y'all seen the Star Wars movies? Have you seen all of them? Did you like all of them? Or did you, didn't you, did you not like the prequels like what I've been hearing all these years? I thought the prequels were good, but like I said, I guess because of where they, the way they did them back then, I guess. I want to thank y'all again for listening to my channel. I greatly appreciate it. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SpillThePage. And please stay tuned for the brand new episode tomorrow. If you just want to leave me a message or just to say hi please you can feel free to do so on my twitter and instagram account until then everybody don't forget to read read read